Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey! Bam, 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 bam. Hey, fam. Welcome to Hey, Fam. My name is Levins. His name is Angus. This week on the show, we're going oh. to be talking about Ghostbusters. We're going to be talking about uh-huh. the new Nintendo Direct and our thoughts on it. And... We're also going to be talking about something cool that we just did. Oh, Angus, man. what the fuck did we just we do? We've got a lot to talk about this week. We've got, we've got some hot goss, which is literally the ink is still wet and it's all over my face because I dive head first into all the goss rags. <laughs> into tattoos. <laughs> I dive head first into Ben Affleck's Phoenix tattoo. Oh, God. You, have you seen Ben Affleck's Phoenix tattoo? I mean, let's get the Batman. Let's get the bat talk out of the way now. <laughs> he has a Phoenix tattoo? Yeah, so uh, Ben Affleck. No, that this, look, this isn't a... Oh, a lot of people come up to me in the street and they're like, Angus, I love Hey Fam. Can you confirm or deny right now, is yours and Levin's podcast basically just, a, uh, despite the fact I said I was uh, nose deep in gossip rags, is it basically a people magazine? You know, is this an Us Weekly? Like, wh- am I, should I download this and get, you know, who's dating, who, who's banging, who? No, you're not going to get that. You're just going to be getting industry insider talk. But I will go, you know, outside of the norm and say that Ben Affleck has divorced from his beautiful wife, Jennifer Garner. Uh, they've split amicably. Uh, they did a Chrissy Martin and Gwyneth Paltrow. But recently, I'm starting to question how amicable and how, I guess, well, Mr. Affleck, Batfleck is coping with everything because he's got an entire back piece of a phoenix rising through the ashes. So his entire back now is... Yeah, he looks like he's in, you know, for, for all intents and purposes, he looks like he's joined a really scary g- gang. And it's like the initiation process is just drying out right now. So he looks like he's in Suicide Squad, he which thinks, he is as yeah. Batman, but oh not my as God. Maybe he's just uncovered. Squad. Maybe, Whoa. maybe, maybe, maybe this is huge. And Jennifer said the astute, you know, she made a great statement and said, "Well, hope I'm not the ashes," which it obviously is. It's just like it's such a ham-fisted, amazing um, post-breakup visual allegory yeah. for yeah. It's 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 on par with getting uh, like. Wh- when you get divorced, I imagine you either get that or a hat that says like wine and dine 69 or more I fuck on the first day. You know what I mean? It's like you can never get those things. Totally. Who needs Banksy when you can get a Baxi? Yeah. Just a Wanksy, please. Um, so now, now that that's out of the way. I just need to get that out. Um, <laughs> Angus and I spent the um, evening tonight recording a TV pilot. TV pilot. For yeah. HeyFam. Hey we Fam. won't tell you who it's for because no. it might not be aired. And uh, if it doesn't get beard, maybe we'll just put it up independently. But That's uh, right. But uh, we will say, I'll give you a few hint. Uh, let's just say the name sounds a bit familiar to uh, Mooped Rodoct. Rod- R- uh, <laughs> I mean, and you can figure that out. Uh, so please uh, pray for Hey Fam. Pray that we uh, get we had a lot of fun. Um, five seasons and a movie. 
yeah, five seasons in a movie, definitely. Or we get picked up by Netflix in 30 years <laughs> once we've become culturally even more irrelevant than we are. But it was a lot of fun. It was, uh, you know, it was nice to uh, do what we do audibly in a visual sense. And I had fun doing it. Did you have fun doing it? Hey, a lot of fun. You know what was the coolest thing about doing it? Was mm. uh, getting to work with good friends of the show. Some um, would say probably the best friends of the show. So uh, we we did some recorded some segments with our good friend comedian Jen Fricker, who you will know on, from uh, our first episodes. ever guest of Hey Fam. She and will, the live episode, you know, when she dies, and I don't want to at all think about that. But the obituary will stay, you know, hilarious comedian, fantastic Triple J host, and the first guest of Hey. But above all, the first guest of Hey Fam. It's and that's big, how most people want to be remembered. And a yeah. lot of people, you know, there's basically a bidding war to be the first guest and she happened to just jump in. We also recorded a musical moment <laughs> with uh, Joyride from The Meeting Tree and from our uh, Best Memes of 2015 episode. Our live show. I mean, look, he's been there for, he's been there from day one. Basically. So you're like, you know, that's, that's pretty close. Hey, fam, fam. Basically, if you're listening to this now and you're watching it, you'll be a couple steps ahead of everybody else watching it for the but, first time. Fam, I tell you this. <laughs> There was we actually got even closer. The closest fam member who's yeah. never actually been on the show, but we oh. record in his very house every week, every single week. He's he's Angus's housemate. He is Tech Guru Steve. Tech Guru Steve was on set at all times. He was, was the director. He was the director. He was also contractually obliged. I refused to work and record anything, be it audio, visual, or you know, three D printing, if I'm not in the same vicinity as him. And I'm glad that, uh, you know, Mooped Rodok said, yeah, okay, look, we will have him along for the ride. But no, Tech Guru Steve was as a part of it as we were. And uh, yeah, we, we, we recorded some some Doug's dumb segments. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully, it, hopefully it was, you guys it was, get to see it soon, essentially. I can't wait to see it myself. Yeah, it could be months until you get to see it, like, on if it, you know, yeah. best case scenario. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it was really, really fun to record. Yeah, and uh, if all else fails... We're, we're taking it straight to title, so we'll see you there, <laughs> yeah. and you can watch it. Just on title. Sign, look, if we get signed up on night, just sign up to title. Sign up to title, regardless. Every and can you enter the code? Hey fam, when you sign up, you grab that Rihanna album, you get that Yeezy album, but you're also gonna make a saving, and hey, maybe we'll get a few bucks too. Um, Angus, were there any um in- incredible Kanye tweets that you want to point out from the week? I mean. By the time someone listens to this, this could be uploaded 20 minutes after. This could be edited and uploaded within, you know, 10 minutes of us saying cut. The reality is the guy is, you know, he's at a, he's at a particular he's um, a, he's tweet a, frenzy right now. But a I'm 20 tweets a day minimum at the moment. It's and the thing insane. is, like, they're all good. There's no... <laughs> Are you know, they? There's none that say, like... I mean, you look at artists and performers and musicians, actors, and a lot of them are just kind of, like... A, a post of an Instagram they've done, and that doesn't work because you can't see the Insta. You know what I mean? Like, it's all it's all stream of consciousness. It's all from the heart. It's all honesty. I'm just gonna. This could be yeah a re- recurring segment because I'm sure everyone will but hate it. We can only talk about things that are relevant to HeyFam. Well, <laughs> so it last. I'm just gonna last, read one tweet. Okay, is it, does it involve video games or Will Ferrell? It involves. Look, when you go to these places and you're a child. And you're like, I don't want to walk around in this huge Swedish furniture store with my oh, parents. Yep. There's a room they can put you in. And it used to be a ballroom. But I know now for a fact there are video games in there. It's a lot more. So, yeah, it does link. Um, <laughs> going to give the, drop this one with zero context. Super inspired by my visit to Ikea today. Really amazing company. Dot, dot, dot. My mind is racing with the possibilities. Dot, dot, dot. And it just makes you think, I wish there was an Alan Key emoji for days like this. Because... I'm imagining the possibilities too, you know, and 
you know, there's the, the, there's that whole sect of people online who do IKEA hacking. Do you know about this? Yeah, yeah. And they'll be like, you know, you get four Billy bookshelves, you get a you get a Luntz lamp, and it, you know, you got yourself basically a, a, a car. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's just so maybe that's what he's thinking. Maybe he's like, you know, this week Kanye also declared the CD dead. So maybe he's he's combining those two ideas. Maybe the new music's going to be just you know you have to buy certain IKEA items, and you recreate it at home. By banging certain things, or hit a C note, a D note. I mean, I'm not sure. I'm well, maybe he has like interlocking CDs instead of regular CDs. Like, so I'm sick of. Look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be. I'll be the first to say it. I'm sick of CDs as a medium. They've done me no good in a long time. I um, I I, I collected so many... I collected CDs as, as a child. Oh, we all did. I, I had three to five thousand of them, and then I sold all of them for a hundred dollars. How did you feel? We just like, what did I do? Yeah. And now they fit on the size of like a thing that's the same size as your pinky. That's right. And that's your library. But yeah, no, I think that's my favorite tweet. That could be a segment for as long as he um, keeps tweeting, I think. I would listen to an album of Kanye just pronouncing IKEA furniture. It's, you know what? It's probably, it's probably getting uploaded to Tidal as we speak. And Borsk. It's probably, what the heck is a Borsk anyway? Hurigan. I could do that. It's like the Corey hotline. Yeah, it's amazing. Allegory. I'd be into Story. that. <laughs> Montessori. Allegory. Um, so the big, there were a few big trailers in the last week um, of, oh. of new movies coming out very soon. Um, Finding Dory, Finding the Dory, sequel to Finding Nemo. Which that I, was, you know, I'd say that trailer was a real paint by numbers, crowd pleasing affair. Yeah, definitely. But the uh, trailer that everyone has been talking the about, the one that's the opposite of a paint by numbers, crowd pleasing affair. Who, I mean, Finding Dory. Let's look at its strengths. Uh, you know, it brought back familiar characters. Yep. It made you very well aware that it was set in the same universe as the film prior to it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it basically said, hey, this is a sequel to probably one of my top five Pixar films of all time, Finding yeah. Nemo. You would think that, though, like, I don't know, it's a big ocean out there. Yep. Um, I get that, you know, we loved all these funny little char- characters, different fish with funny voices that Love we met in, in the first one. But, like, I don't know. I mean, essentially, Finding Nemo is a road movie. It's a road set, trip set movie. Under, under it's the a road water. trip movie. 100% it's a road trip movie, except it's just underwater. And it looks like the sequel is going to be a road trip movie as well. Yeah. So, are they just going to randomly bump into the same characters? It could be a National Lampoon's vacation to European vacation affair. Like, basically, here's everybody going on a different trip the other way this time. And they'll be meeting people who maybe have different accents. I don't know. Is Tom Arnold going to be in it? I'd bloody love him to be. <laughs> I bloody love him to be. See, so, yeah, I was a little underwhelmed by um, by the Finding Dory. Yeah, trailer. but when has Pixar done a great trailer? I've never seen one. Their, uh, their trailers aren't great. I can't think of the a- Toy Story two one where it was like uh, the toys are back in town. Toys exactly. are back That's in town. <laughs> Hot as fuck. Probably Wall-E for me was probably one of the only good ones that I can think of. Everything else was just marketed terribly. I mean, they've got a hard job. Pixar movies we all know are for like people from seven to you know two hundred and seven, but they've got to hit like. You know, these trailers are attached to films where kids go, you know, with their parents and they're going to be really kiddie or they're going to be really basically an advert to the parents. It's like you can take this kid to this film for two hours and they'll shut up. Like you don't see, you know, you don't see the, like the trailer for Up was not the first 10 minutes of Up. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. see what happens next. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I can't think of a Pixar trailer where I've gone, oh, that, that's great. That looks really good. Yeah, I guess I was excited. I mean, they do better teasers where they just create yes. something brand new. Like the Dory teaser was good when it was just her swimming around or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then a trailer that really took me by surprise because I can't say I was that excited about a new Ghostbusters movie. I mean, I love Ghostbusters 1. I think Ghostbusters 2 is a piece of shit, um, but it's an enjoyable piece of shit. Yeah, I um, mean, I, can't, I find it really hard to look at them 
outside of my three-year-old self and I just like, have nothing but adoration for them. Yeah, I, I, I have trouble watching the regular cut of the movie because I'm used to the movie that my dad recorded off television where he, re- where he rewound um, every time they swore. So, Amazing. there's just these like 10-second 10 10, 10 moments oh, missing fr- throughout the movie. The Levin's dad edition. Yeah, it was, it was a hot, hot, hot collection. Shit, I haven't... Wow, yeah, I mean... Ghostbusters 1 was really not... Like, you know, 2 was more uh, marketed to a, a youthful audience. Yeah, Ghostbusters 1 is pretty raw. Ghostbusters um, 1 is pretty raw. I think there's even some titties in it. This man has no penis. Yep. That's what he says. But you didn't know but that. I, yeah, this man, this man and then suddenly it's... This you know. man. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, like... I, I love Paul Feig, who's directing the new Ghostbusters yep. movie. So, I knew that, like... And Great I, and I thought the cast was cool. And I also think, you know, I think... Well, why the fuck not put put a bunch of girls as Ghostbusters? Yeah. Like, it's... Uh, apples and oranges, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, And look, I know a lot of people are saying it's a gimmick. Paul Feig works pretty much, you know, exclusively in his uh, new, fi- you know, post-TV... Oh, look at Freaks and Geeks, for Christ's sake. Lead character's female. Like, it always worked with strong females. Much like a, a Joss Whedon, who was always hell-bent on putting strong women at the forefront of his pieces of work. And I know a lot of people can jump on this. And, you know, the easy thing to say is, oh, it's a gimmick. It's Ghostbusters with girls. And unfortunately, that's pretty much how it's going to be portrayed and, you know, consumed, I think. Yeah. Um, but I thought... I thought the movie looks really good. I don't know. I, I, and I thought it was... A, like, above all, I thought it was a really good trailer. See, I think I, I, I'm... I'm looking forward to the movie. Trailer was fine to me. Yeah, there are there are a few there are, there are a few problems. I just that we, we should address before we. Yeah, stick I didn't up think the, the trailer was much. great. I thought it was very much. I guess like someone pointed out something diff- interesting online. You watch that trailer. You watch the Pixels trailer. Oh, they're really similar. They're identical, and they're from yeah. the same movie studio. See, I mean, the Pixels trailer to me, I was like, oh, I could watch this movie. It's the same thing. You see, <laughs> you see a city. You get a lot of shots of a city at the start. And how it's all peaceful, and then things start attacking it, and then four people have to get together in uniforms to defeat it. That's great. And there's some the same beats of the jokes, and I was like, I watched both afterwards, and I was going, Oh, yeah. So <laughs> it's obviously the same in-house marketing team at Sony have cut these trailers. So the first thing, look, I know the trailer lo- uh, came out last week, caused a lot of hoo-ha. Um, while the trailer was launched, an embargo broke from the day earlier, where Paul Feig and Ivan Reitman, who in you know, Ivan Reitman's um, director of the originals uh, and is now leading what I believe is called the Ghost Corps um, alongside Dan Aykroyd. And basically, Sony have said, we want to have a shared universe of Ghostbuster films and this won't be the only one. Uh, we want you guys... To, it's ba- They're doing the Disney 13 people who look after Star Wars continuity, the sure. MCU, the DCCU... F- 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 uh, with Ghosts, because Sony, as we know, have been horrible with franchises. I mean, they lost Spider-Man. Yeah. They gave it away. They gave it away. I mean, Paramount has Transformers, but if God, if you're relying on that as your franchise, then you're going to need a Ghost course soon. So anyway, they both they invited like big fans, I guess, like people who ran Ghostbusters fan clubs, etc., to come along to a screening of the trailer, and there was a Q&A session afterwards. So as we know, the trailer opens up with shots of New York and says, you know, 30 years ago... Four scientists save New York from ghosts. Basically, it's a beautiful little piano going. And, you know, I'm watching that thinking, oh, for for the last year, Paul Feig said this is a reboot. This isn't the same universe as as, uh, the original Ghostbusters. But then that trailer made me think, oh, maybe they've gone back on that. Maybe someone was like, you know what? The Force Awakens, huge success. Nostalgia, we didn't prey on nostalgia, but it works so well and it wins a lot of 
there's a lot of good sentiment, I guess, involved in tasteful nostalgia. So Han Solo wasn't, you know, going around doing the same stuff. He was used as a as a mentor figure, as a, you know, maybe... And I'm, my thought watching this trailer was like, oh, maybe Sony have said, shit, you know, maybe we should set this in the same universe, have a Dan Aykroyd appearance, have a Bill Murray appearance, which we knew were being filmed as well. But, but was, we, we were told that there were going to be new characters. Yeah. And so the, the trailer's gone out basically lying... I found out later because uh, one of the fans in the Q&A said, oh, so it's the same. So this is a continuation. This is Ghostbusters 3. And I'm not sure how they handled the answer and why they said, oh, the trailer says it is. But they said, no, no, this is a reboot. It's got nothing to do with the original trailer. And then I think a fan was like, well, why did it include that fact? And I think they basically they didn't know what to say. So to me, it's kind of obvious that marketing has been like, oh, shit, Star Wars was huge with winning over fans. I mean, we showed Han Solo and Chewbacca. Uh but I did like the reasoning as to why it was, and I think it was immediately followed up with, with well, well, why? Why isn't it part of the same universe? And Paul Feig said, made a great point of saying he didn't want these characters, these new scientists, to inherit technology to capture ghosts because sure. it wouldn't seem like it's their work and it would kind of devalue them a bit. Yeah. Devalue these characters and be like, oh, they're just a new generation, which they're not. He's like, no, I wanted this to be, you know, these are the first time people have created device using science and whatever to capture ghosts and it would kind of discredit them a bit if some old guys pulled up in a car and said we've done this all before you know what i mean so that's interesting i mean i do really like that but we've seen with star wars han solo didn't come up and go like this guy's your dad he was really bad like he's you know he guided characters sure but only so much so much where a lot of people made their own decisions so that was the one thing that i was a bit iffy about i was just like well your marketing's not on point I mean, yeah, I mean, they could have just gotten away with that by not setting it in exactly. New York. Well, they could have just got away with it without saying 30 years ago, people stopped ghosts. I mean, why include that in a trailer where that's sure. not going to be referenced in a movie? It's an outlier, outright like lie. It's just, I mean, but that said, maybe maybe that's in there for, for people that don't remember Ghostbusters. Don't worry about it. The theme song's there the, and then the logo's there. Well, like, as in like, you know, if you're 16 and you've never seen Ghostbusters before and then you're then like, what, what the fuck's mean? Ghostbusters? Then what and then it's like 30 years ago. I don't know. Maybe then you Google Ghostbusters to see what happened 30 years ago. Uh, I don't know. It's just, it's it's a bit weird. I feel weird and I'm never a fan of a reboot, like a Brady Bunch movie, for example, let me, and then having the original cast members play yeah, like... I loved the Brady Bunch movie when oh, it no, came out. Oh, no. Big fan. <laughs> don't get me wrong, but a bit, I'm not a big fan of people playing the actors from the original coming back to do like a cab driver role right? and be like, hey, that's a great backpack. And it's just like, oh, don't say that. Everyone Stanley. Yeah, basically this is what I'm worried about. I'm worried about the Stanleying of Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd in this new Ghostbusters. Yeah. Anyway, that was my feelings. Sorry, I hijacked that. But like, you know, those are are your feelings that are, you know, well well described and and with merit and notice i didn't say at any time <laughs> so the majority of the backlash is 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 just like so i mean i don't, I don't if you don't look up this trailer now i'm going to take a wild guess as to how many people have liked it versus how many people have disliked right. it i'm going to guess it's like around the 150,000 likes i'm looking up and now and then i reckon more than 500,000 dislikes all right so it's been out for 5 days as of recording okay and within those 5 days it's been viewed 22 million times. Yep, that's a lot of times. And I'm looking to the thumbs up and thumbs down. I'm going to give you a figure now, and I want you to guess whether that's a thumbs up or thumbs down. 1,000, not God, sorry, 176K. Is that the likes? Yeah. 
And then so Okay so that what's, what, The dislike's like 400 You're so close What is it 388k Okay cool So looking uh, at uh, something That's essentially double Yeah right Because it was considerably it was, it was like four times The uh, the likes The, di- the dislikes wow. Have gotten four times Well it's evened out I guess a bit um, And majority of the people That don't like it Are I'm just in. so upset That that this The existence of this movie Is ruining their beloved Ghostbusters movie From 1984 Um it's ruining it just because it's it's now a movie for feminists and there's girls and there's blah 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 and it's just like I don't know I, I it's just people getting angry at the movie without even giving it a chance. I mean, I'm just looking at some comments here. There's a comment from someone that calls himself the Turtle King, <laughs> and first a, of all, a big Entourage it, ki- fan. Why? Well, yeah, it is Turtle. We're the Turtle Kings. It's actually Jerry Ferrera. <laughs> He's just written this deserves more dislikes, and it has 189. Sorry, 899 likes, that comment. Heavy. Or we've got, boycott this garbage and just... They usually put the best and funniest parts in the trailers. Be afraid. I didn't... I I guess I'm so used to blockbuster movies. Like, you talk about the Daredevil... Sorry, the Deadpool trailer, for example. Yeah. I thought was one of the worst trailers ever. And I think we're very vocal about our feelings about the uh, Deadpool. And the jokes were shit and, like... It it just made the movie look awful. And then I really... We ended up really enjoying the movie. Yeah. Whereas oh, this, man, I, I, I thought was like, I don't know, it was just like strangely likable. I really liked the, the style of all the characters and like, yeah, I didn't really laugh at any point, but I was just happy to be watching it and I really like the shitty EDM version of the Ghostbusters theme. Yes, yeah, um, I didn't really notice that. Uh, I guess I was, I, I, was, I was too busy taking in how cool the ghosts look. I was it's just in little stabs, of- yeah. But I mean, look, the, the one thing that, that like, you know, obviously, yeah, the, the, the fact that the trailer kind of lies to you about it but being 30 years after the original yeah, movie. Yeah, that's just dumb. I'm like, I'm sure Paul Fig hates that. The, the, the problem, which, which people are seeing as a problem with a movie, but as it turns out, might actually only be a problem with the trailer and the people who cut the trailer. So you've got the, the four new Ghostbusters. Yeah, Kristen uh, Wiig, Melissa McCarthy. Um, Kate McKinnon. Um, so they're all... Uh, they all work in, in science. They're, They're all the scientists, per se. And then you meet the trailer. Uh, sorry, then you meet a, a fourth character. Who, who works Leslie as Jones. A, Leslie Jones from SNL, who works in the New York subway. And, and it's so, so it's you know, every three, woman, apparently. three white scientists and then a black woman who, who yeah, knows her way around Ray New from York. The first Ghostbusters, who is, again, the African-American non-scientist who joined the crew as the everyday man. Dude, I looked, I watched, we watched the... Um, the the original trailer he didn't like Ernie Hudson didn't even get billed yeah that's right so, no he was he was such a shoo-in in the last act yeah, well, yeah. oh is it right no no he yeah, he's not a part of the team but he's all through the trailer but he doesn't oh, get really yeah yeah he doesn't yeah, get, he right. doesn't get his name doesn't get said once it's not in there like Rick Moranis and Sigourney Weaver yeah ha- have that would be have, no. the eighties yeah, was basically true. um but it's wild to me that like the fourth Ghostbuster doesn't even get a yeah brain. I mean he, they were only three you were yeah he's like final act so. Yeah, it's it's shit house in this new trailer that that it, you know you've got the three white scientists and then yeah. the, the the sassy black woman who who just knows who her makes way a around Jesus New York. and Satan reference like playing to kind of a bit of a stereotype sure. like and slapping and I but, mean that's her though that's her style of comedy if you watch any SNL um, she's usually the loud yeah and whether or not those characters are ones that she has any input on or they're still characters yeah. that she has given is we don't know that but uh, apparently it's come out that this- in the movie. Her character is younger than the other characters sure. and she is studying some form of science but has to work sure. in the, in the um, subway to pay for her. So, is that 
come out where like online somewhere someone or... said it in reaction to the, okay. to the comments so uh, we'll, we'll, whether that is actually the case I'm, you know we won't know again until we see could the be movie. an oversight of the marketing yeah and like, like the... maybe it turns out she also, knows more about science than the other ones but it's still like from from the point of view of just watching that trailer that it's fucking lame also speaking of lies like Ernie Hudson wasn't a scientist his character right but like, I mean he was that wasn't the point that I was trying to make oh no but scene. that's also another light says four scientists Save New York 30 years oh, ago. Oh, right. It's like, well, no, three did. What was Ernie Hudson's uh, job in? Oh, uh, he was just, uh, he was like an everyday guy who applied. They were looking for work. And he's like, hey, he, he rocks up to the firehouse. He's like, is this uh, the job I want to take? And he know he's like the everyday guy. Right. You know, he knows all the back, you know, he knows the background. He's, he's a guy who's from New York. He's not a nerd like those guys. He's a kind of street. Palm to Queens. I got you covered. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Look, I'm, I'm, it could be crap, but I don't like. It's so weird to me that that Bridesmaid is Bridesmaids is viewed by people as a terrible movie. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed I Bridesmaids, that, like, and more than that, I I loved you know Freaks and Geeks is still one of my favorite television shows of all time, and Paul Feig has done enough good since then yep. for me not to be worried about this movie, including being shit. the uh, most recent uh, Too Much Tuna, which was just uploaded. I reckon in response. So yeah, Paul Feig um, starred on. Uh, uh, Nick Kroll and John Mulaney's Too Much Tuna show, the, oh, the uh, hello. oh Hello Guys, uh, uh, George St. Geegland and Gil Faison. Look, I'm just going to make an omission, then a correction omission. I kept referring to Ernie Hudson's character as Ray, who is obviously Dan Aykroyd's character. I'm not sure why. He plays Winston in the Ghostbusters. Oh, right. Sure, Winston. Sorry. Yeah, cool. I knew that, guys. Sorry. I knew that. So, every attempt so for us to sound stupid- like we're Ghostbusters fans and know what we're talking about. Yeah. Everyone else needs to calm down. The movie's going to be fine. Those people have just... They've, they've turned we've off lost now. Them. We Basically, we've yeah. destroyed the Ghostbusters franchise single-handedly. <laughs> um, what was interesting, speaking about it today, was just announced... And this is a weird thing Sony's doing at the moment. They just announced the director as part of the shared universe of Ghostbusters, an animated Ghostbusters movie. Right. And I'm thinking, this is, is this the, an the immediate knee-jerk reaction? Because they're doing Lego Batman, yep. which is animated. But that's not Sony. Sorry, you're right. But it seems to be this is the second time they're doing it. they're doing a completely separate Spider-Man animated Spider Man yeah. movie directed by um, uh, the, the Lord Lego, and Miller. Yep. The Lego that's where it was the confusion. Directed by our upcoming Han Solo film directors and directors of Twenty One Twenty Two Jump Street and Lego movie, and now they're doing an animated Ghostbusters film directed by the guy who does Clash of Clans ads. I mean, I'm not sure what I'm not I'm not having a go at Clash of Clans or ads, but I'm no, just please like please do. <laughs> is this a huge knee-jerk reaction to the negative press the basically universal negative sentiment towards this Ghostbusters but- movie? They've just gone, "Hey, we're probably going to do an animated one." And guess what? And this is my theory, they haven't said this. It's going to be about the guys who you loved 30 years ago. Sure. And I- that's that's kind of dumb. Yeah, but I feel like no one's in hotter water at all times. No other movie studio has and Sony. problems in Sony in the last Sony leaks, years. baby. Yeah, and like, you know, they haven't really had a hit in a long while. No. Um, and the other thing was uh, there's still apparently in development the uh, Chris Hemsworth and. Uh, oh, Star Lord. Why can't I remember your name right now? Oh, God. I'm, uh, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Yeah. Male led Ghostbusters reboot. They've, the, they've signed up for it? Well, no. It's been a big rumor that's been going around for a while and that do various Ghostbusters around the country or the world and eventually there'll be a team-up Avengers Ghostbusters. Oh, God. That's what I mean. This is unfortunately the beast that Marvel has created. Yeah. Where you just can't have a fucking single movie these days. You've got to have a shared universe and eventual team-up. Yep. 
So that was apparently still on the cards. Well, and, it, they've, and it shows like ours that allow these things to keep happening. It's idiots like us and shows like this and you guys listening. But <laughs> let's keep it alive. But it's just like, of course, that's you. Why would they start a, 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 a Ghostbusters think tank called Ghost Court to keep this alive? You know what I mean? Unless they've got a 10, 15 year plan of Ghostbusters movies. How, how much can you do with busting ghosts? I don't understand like, oh, like... They have different ways of busting ghosts, but we still yeah. bust ghosts. I mean, I don't know. I, I would still love to, and I know it's very impossible now to see that amazing original. Not amazing because um, I've I've only read an, a, a spec script for it, but the the, the well, it's obviously pitched now for thirty years almost the Ghostbusters three sequel, where they went to hell and it was deemed super dark by the uh, studios. And basically, the Ghostbusters went to hell and. I think along the way, because Aykroyd was working on it for years, Murray was like, I don't want to be a part of it anymore. So they see him in hell. Like he's got, oh, he's a ghost in the movie. Oh, As this super dark thing where basically, new, I think it was called like New Hell and New York gets replaced with hell. Right. And it's a living, breathing hell and it's crazy. And I think the special effects went up to scratch when they went to make in the early 90s, completely scrapped. I would still love to see that somehow. Yeah, okay, as like an cool. unfinished thing. I don't know. I mean, maybe they could tie it into this new universe. Maybe you could just watch Dan Aykroyd's uh, show, Soul Man. I was about to say I could just watch Soul Man because that is basically if I go to New York and watch that, then I'm in hell in New York. And new I, hell. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I still want to see that. Yeah. So look, uh, look. Franchises all, are weird, guys. Franchises are weird. Movies are weird. Hollywood is weird, baby. Mm, I call but- it Holly weird. <laughs> don't know about you. Have you patented that? No. It's a good Angus original. No, it's absolutely not. It was a tour guide I went with in Hollywood. I'm very aware that oh, you're okay, the first person to say Hollywood. I was like, shit. <laughs> However, uh, speaking of shared universes, I've got to say, yeah. amidst all this garbage talking, something I'm really excited for, uh, it's probably my favorite franchise at the moment outside of the Star Wars franchise. And that was, it was confirmed this week that uh, 23 Jump Street is happening. That or it might be happening, but it's no. It is happening. Jeff Bowman's directing it now. He did oh, the well, first two, director else. First two Muppets Shit. films. Unfortunately, Phil Miller and Chris Lord are, they'll be producing, perhaps writing, but definitely producing, executive producing, as they're doing the Han Solo standalone film. Bowman's done the Muppets one and two, the new but Muppets it's films. Not just Twenty Three Jump Street. It's no. a reboot of the Men in Black franchise. It's them teaming up with Men in Black, joining the Men in Black team. I imagine the greatest thing I um, like about this whole scenario is uh, Lord and Miller said, oh, so have you seen, you've seen 22 Jump Street? No. So there's amazing end credits. Oh, I've, I've seen the end credits. They that's said that's all. canon. <laughs> okay, right. They're like, so this new movie starts and everything that's happened in those trailers, the fake trailers and fake scenes you see at the end for like 67 Jump Street, they've all happened. That's great. So I'm like, that's, awesome. that's really hilarious. So it'll just be off the rails from the very start. Yeah, they're going in basically assuming that these guys have been to space and have been to Dance Academy and to culinary school. Like all the ridiculous, ridiculous spin-offs they're doing. They're like, yeah, that's all happened. Great. I think that's awesome. Yeah, and that, yeah. that, that was a scene they came up with. Like that was a concept they came up with in like the last two days of shooting, apparently. And they were like, "Let's just do it. Let's go nuts." And I just love that bit where Seth Rogen's playing uh, Jonah Hill's ca- character for one film, and then they just replace him again. And it's just like, "Oh, you don't wear glasses anymore." <laughs> just <laughs> hilarious. Like I, I don't know, I'm really, but uh, yeah, I'm really pumped for that. Like that's how you do a shared universe and a reboot. Well, it's just like let's be stupid about it. You know, it worked for Twenty One Jump Street. Totally. 
who, th- who thought that was going to be a comedy film when it was announced years ago? Oh, they're doing a 21 Jump Street film. Yeah, I should really... I haven't seen 22 Jump Street yet. It's ridiculous. It's great. great. I mean, if you like 21 Jump Street, and I, I thought it was great, and then I was like, oh man, these guys did Cloudy and a Chance of Meatballs. Oh wow, the Lego movies, but I'm like, th- those guys have been hit for hit. Yeah, they do great work. I still haven't watched the um, Will Forte show they did. Last Man on Earth. Yeah, first season, super good. Right, I should do I mean, that. If that's, that's why I'm so hopeful. I was so just about a Han Solo standalone. These guys are making it. I'm like, if it's basically going to be 21 Jump Street with Chewie as like Channing Tatum and, you know, Han Solo in the role of Jonah Hill's character, I'm like, so be it. You know, you're not a little bit concerned that every single thing they've done has been a drastic uh, redo of, of like Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs is nothing like the book that it's in, adapted no. from, which is not necessarily um, a bad thing. But then you get 21 Jump Street, yeah. which is nothing like the TV show. But, however, Johnny Depp is in it at that the end. That doesn't mean it's, it's similar playing thematically. the same though. character sure. he was playing through the yeah, series yeah, yeah. Undercover. You know, it's clear they have you know they have admiration for the for the good admiration. I mean, look at Lego for example. There's so many like in jokes if you're a Lego. Totally. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Also, is written by Larry Kasdan. Yeah. So, they're not writing it. Right, okay, sure. It's written by, you know... Empire and Force Awakens. Right. Dude, so... How long, when does that one come out? 2018 like or something? 2018? Yeah. yeah right. Man, it's just around the corner. Just around the corner. Just a couple of parsecs away. Can we... Um, no, I'm excited about it. I'm like, I'm looking forward. Like, it shouldn't work. It sounds disastrous. 21 Jump Street and fucking aliens. Like, and you can imagine... I'm already like imagining the scene where they both memory blank each other and keep forgetting what just happened the minute before for five minutes. And I will laugh the entire time. Like, I know that's going to be a scene in the movie. Sure. Like, give me the job. I want to write this movie right now. Um, can we go back to Ghostbusters just very quickly? Um, Please. I know uh, we began the year by making a bunch of bold predictions. Yep. You're going to go uh, back and... Uh, do you predict that Ghostbusters will be a good movie or a bad movie, Angus? I really can't tell. Yeah. Paul Feig has made good movies. I haven't seen Spy, his most recent one. It didn't really appeal to me in any way whatsoever. It looked like the trailer... Again, terrible trailers. It made it look like the Bean movie where he goes to America. <laughs> Except in reverse, there's Melissa McCarthy in England. And I was like, uh, I really don't need to... 
watch that extremely f- in in a fast manner. I'll just hold out for Grimsby. Yeah, I mean, I, I, if there's one movie set in England that's got an action, a tinge of action. <laughs> if you see espionage, one movie set in England every five years, make it Grimsby. <laughs> should we do a Hey Fam Grimsby? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we should take someone like the last person in the universe yeah. that we think would ever see Grimsby to Grimsby. Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> uh, yeah, I look. Paul Feig's track record is great. Yep. Those actresses are certified money makers. There's going to be a lot of studio protection as well. Like, I feel like there's going to be a lot mm. of inter- interferences from studio in this really? movie. So, you think yeah, so I, I doubt they're going to be allowed to just do whatever the fuck they want. So, it probably will be... Yeah. Look, I really don't know. I, as, a, as a huge Ghostbusters fan, I mean, you just... Three-year-old me was so obsessed with Ghostbusters yeah. and Peter Venkman. Like, I had the little costume. I had the Echo One car. I had all the, like, toys. Like, I was obsessed. And the real Ghostbusters TV series. Loved. Um, I'm hoping so. Yeah. It's a beloved franchise. Like, it's a huge risk taking this franchise. Like, Paul Figg's got balls, i got to say. And be like, oh, you know everything you loved about it? It doesn't exist. Like, imagine if that was this new Star Wars series. Oh, God, if JJ yeah, came sure. in and was like, oh, we're just doing it from scratch again. None of that happened. Like, it is a lot for you to build up. You would explode. Uh, I'd go to opening night at midnight, but I'd be saying how angry I was. <laughs> but it's just, it's interesting that we've seen a company, two companies, and their handling of beloved franchises. And one seems to be doing everything right so far and taking extreme care. Even, you know, hiring writers of the original That must be fucking goodwill. exhausting, though, for everyone involved. Like, Well, it's a huge risk. I'm sure it costs a lot. Yeah, yeah. But look, it's like the most successful movie of ever. <laughs> and ever, and ever, and ever. Obviously not. But I mean, that movie was not, garnered nothing but basically absolute praise from fan bases and critics. Yeah. Which is more than they could have hoped for. So, it's just interesting to see another studio, a huge studio, be like, no, let's just start from scratch. And you know what? It could be a failure and no one ever talks about it again. But or it could like, be the start of something great. Yeah. I mean, w- whether or not it's going to be a, a good or bad movie, at this point, I just feel like it's getting receiving way too much unfair amount of criticism. Oh, yeah. That, that you, like, is purely because yeah. the main cast is female. I mean... And, I, and that's the main thing that I, you know... I think I think if, if, if you are angry that the ghost, that the people that bust ghosts, things that don't exist anymore... Are chicks. Or ever... A, a girls, if that's a fucking issue to you, like I don't know, like you shouldn't you should be banned from watching movies? Or I something. mean, <laughs> what a horrible punishment! It's like, um, what do you think if the Star Wars trailers for the Force Awakens showed um, Ray kicking ass of a lightsaber? Would there have been equal? Well, I mean, remember response. The- yeah, I guess it's more comparable to like after Mad Max when there was that big backlash of MRA Furious, guys so. saying yeah. like, you know, this movie has a feminist agenda. How blah 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 blah. Like th- there are just pockets of. Of dudes, like obviously there are extreme dudes that are the absolute fucking worst. Yeah, but and and they're the ones that are just you know that, that look like you know why are the why, why now there are fucking women in Ghostbusters? What's next? Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I I, I feel like there are there are people, even p- people that I know that are that are just writing sledging this movie off already, and I know that part of it is because it's girls. I don't yeah. Know. Blah blah. Yeah. Um, look, another thing that we really love, not necessarily this particular thing, but um, look, this is a terrible segue, but uh, someone else that we like quite a lot put out a video last year for a game trailer that they made that had an even worse like to dislike ratio 
than the Ghostbusters trailer. Wow. Now, this is a pretty good link. That was uh, Nintendo's um, return to the Metroid franchise. Which is funny because Metroid franchise is a female lead. That's true. And now we've spun it on its head and we've given you some anonymous fellas. An amazing female hero that they've dealt with in such a fantastic way up until... Since the the, 80s. Since the 80s. Like like, quite ahead of its time. um, Metroid, of course, is is a fantastic... um, Original um, late '80s Nintendo game where yeah, you play you're as a Samus space Aran, a space bounty hunter, female bounty hunter. Well, you don't find out that the character is female until she takes her helmet off at the end of the game, and it's revealed she's a girl. And imagine um, the vomits all the horny boys were doing in the world is going, "No, I'm not a girl. I thought I was a hot dude." Yeah. Like, yeah and since then, there've been incredible amount of games that have kind of built her as like, yeah, but mostly silent hero, but like a strong. Capable hero No questions asked It wasn't until um, The Wii game Metroid Other M That they really Fucking dicked it up um, Making her like A really weak Vulnerable See I didn't play that Oh god it was the worst game Um, That was when they went back It was kind of like A 2.5D platformer Wasn't it like uh, side scroller, yeah, it's half side scroller, but then you pointed the Wii mode And then you suddenly Went into first person mode Sounds like a Wii game Yeah Um so still, I was supposed to. It was Retro Studios. It was supposed to be quite okay. No, it was terrible. No one really? liked it. Yeah, it, had, and oh. like, it was like Metroid with like finishing moves and shit like that. It just yeah. wasn't. It wasn't a Metroid. Just game. give us another Prime, or just make a straight up side scroll. Just make this. I don't. I don't care. Like I, Prime's great, but like Prime was Super, great. Super Metroid, which incidentally is for the first time ever available on uh, a handheld Insta. device. Yeah, they announced. Um, that's right. Three DS is getting shitloads of great stuff, like Mario World. Finally. Yeah, and um, not. The but I've already bought all those games like five fucking times, so I don't want. See, don't I haven't. Right, really. I'm going to get them on the 3ds because I know that's a device I'm going to keep and carry around, and you know. Yeah, but uh, look, Smag. Metroid's a great game. They, I wish they would make more side-scrolling games, but instead we are getting a. Um, <laughs> it's part of it is you can play soccer with laser guns, but that the seems other, to be a side. But the other thing is like it's like a, you you play as just a random yeah. chibi-looking. It's like Metroid Prime hunter. Hunters, which was a. Th- DS game, a DS game that wasn't like the the, uh, the single player mode of it was not great, but it had a really really great multiplayer. It was the mode. first multiplayer? I think and it was even online before too. Mario uh, Kart went online. online. Yeah, it was online. Yeah, it was fun, and I remember playing it with people, and you could take on the role not just as Met, uh, Samus, but like seven other, other bounty other hunters. hunters. It's not just kind of you know, it's like it looks like Samus, except it's like green and black. Yeah, and that's just like it wasn't very inventive, but whatever. They've taken Samus out of this new Metro game entirely. They Nobody's say it's asked for plot it. reasons. Um, so you're the the plot is something ridiculous like you're the space police called the Federation Force and you've found Samus's suit or Metroid's remains or something and you've yeah. taken that technology and now you're building your force using it sounds like the plot to Independence Day look, too the, and this this could be an okay game but the fact that it's it coming just doesn't look at it, it's like well I mean I feel like we're being unfairly critical towards sure. it because we just want a normal ass Metroid game how hard is it to make a great Metroid game be it Prime even I know you wanted to say but using the but there is like a subgenre of games named after Metroid games never like was Me- that Metroidvania you know what I mean no, oh, as, as no, in no. like there was like, like Metroidvania games are platform games mm. where you can't access certain areas until you get a power up at some point and you yep. go back to where you first came from and you can do new shit there because yep. you have new technology or new abilities yeah. um and i don't know like i mean yeah metroid fusion on uh on game boy advance, yes, was, game boy advance. was unbelievable um, metroid zero mission metroid um super metroid one of the best games of all super time metroid is ridiculously good i've only played the first metroid prime and i like it but it's like I, I, Metroid Side Scroll Metroid like that's my favorite kind of genre of game. Like, Wii's Metroid Prime Three, so good, Mad. really great game. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, like, I feel like we're being we're, we're overly critical of this new Metroid game because we just want a regular one, and we which we haven't had in years and years. Maybe and years. this is what those MRAs want. They just want the regular Ghostbusters, man. That's true. Could be true. <laughs> but I, I mean, like, yeah, they've already. Yeah, it it's is funny. It it's could funny be the same thing. I mean, it's a double standard, I guess. I have with like you know games regularly have revisits to franchise, whereas like. To, to hear someone say like Oh man Why can't they just make A regular Ghostbusters I'll be like You already got regular Ghostbusters so yeah. Shut the fuck up Whereas- No it is interesting I mean it is maybe A double standard I mean However gang characters Don't age And don't get reluctant And don't die True. Much has happened To the cast of Ghostbusters You know Yeah um, so this new Metro game was just one of the many things focused on in uh, a new Nintendo Direct. They seem uh, to be last quite week. apologist about it too, not openly, but kind of went back and like, they were kind of like, yeah, here's we, why we're doing it. We introduced this game pretty badly last time we did, and people got angry. This is what we should have focused on, and it was like and they basically uh, said that. And it's interesting that now they said it looks, that. looks like a, like a possible boring 3ds game. Oh, it just looks like to, it just looks like my first FPS. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, it's all about work. It's Nintendo's got this obsession with the 3DS, which is a, not a great console to play online with your friends. They make it extremely hard. And it's in Triforce Heroes. It's like, here's a game where in the demos, we're showing you how fun it is to play with your friends and co-op and solve puzzles together. But in, in reality, you're not going to be doing that because it's so hard to connect to your friends. It's not that hard anymore. Oh, uh, look, there's still a bit of, you know, friend coding. And- the the hard part of, uh, of playing multiplayer N- Nintendo games for me is that you don't buy them <laughs> so I don't I can't play I'm them with anybody. so many times uh, Triforce Heroes I, I'm pretty sure could be a really really good game except no, it's, the, the, the verdict's out everyone's just like it stinks it's, I've played it it's really really fun I don't, but I did like the single mail, single player yeah. mode isn't, isn't as fun as the uh, multiplayer but I think that, that's the consensus everyone's like it's, it's okay at multiplayer you it just sucks the at consensus sing- was that it stinks well, the consensus is... Where like, are you... Go- what what consensus.com website are you going to? Oh, it's like... It, it's password protected. <laughs> the consensus that I seem to see was like... Well, no one's talking about it anymore. Like, it's not like everyone's like, gotta get home to play Triforce Heroes. Also, it was just kind of like a... Uh, it was okay. Give us a Zelda game. It was, sure. the, it was, the, it was the era... It was last year when... You know, I think it was also last year as part of that amazing debacle of a Nintendo Direct, which is sadly Iwata's last one where it was like... Here's a Zelda game you didn't ask for. Here's an Animal Crossing on Wii U, which is just a board game. Yep. And here's the Metroid game. Oh, but it's a soccer game. It was that one where we all got punched over the face a hundred times with sure thing. products no one asked for. Oh, yeah. and don't worry, we're not making Mario Galaxy 3, which could be a no-brainer and easy for them to make because like, you know, the, the, the engine's there and it's been so long since the last one, but here's you know, another Mario Paper RPG one. It's like, just make a Mario game. Yeah, I mean, I feel like... I miss Mario having saying this to um, Tommy Daslo, who we speak about a lot every uh, every week. Tommy, you should move here. This and is live the on Tome section. Couch, you know, speaking about um, Nintendo Direct, the most recent one, and we're both saying, "Look, Mario 3D World well, was a great game." Yeah, it was awesome, we, but it was just it didn't have to be 3D because it was pretty much there was a start, a, a flag in the middle for continuity, like, for continues and an end. Whereas, like, what I miss is starting a Mario world where you've got eight missions within it yeah. and you can do so many different routes and then you learn that, that that whole special world and then go back to the hub like that's been so long since we've had that yeah absolutely like remember going to Mario Galaxy and you're in it the level with the big tree and the bee suit and some levels you're doing flying up the tree and the bee and some you're not and it's just like you got to see all these angles of this one level and I really Mario 64 invented that gameplay where it wasn't just like 
you, you, you have a middle, beginning and end of a level and then you never revisit it. You, yeah. You kept going back and you're seeing the world in new, new angles. It wasn't and open world, but it was like open level. Yeah. Where and I miss that. Yeah. Like, why, why can't we have that Mario game again? I'm really, really hoping that they um, re-release Super Mario Sunshine because I sold yeah. my copy of that. There was some rumors, I remember, when the Zelda Twilight Princess HD was... People found it on the eShop. They found the icon. Right. I figured out there was um, the Sunshine icon as well. That's so a I, ridiculously weird and hard game, but I, I feel like with the small amount of tweaking, it could be... It's a no-brainer as well on the Wii U. I mean, if they want to do the whole aiming thing, you, it's just a platoon controls. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully that happens. Um, but was, yeah, just make a Mario Galaxy 3. Yeah. Do that franchise forever. Stop, just don't end it at 2. Do Mario Galaxy up, do up to 9. Like, you perfected the open world Mario with that game. And the gravity thing was just genius. I would love a proper sequel to Mario 64 as well. Yeah, though. I mean... In a way, Sunshine is that. Yeah, but Maybe. I mean, like a proper sequel. I mean, like, just do the whole thing where, you know, mm. there's a castle and you've got to jump through the, the pictures yeah. again. It was a bit weird. It was like, Sunshine to me is always like Mario goes to Hawaii. Yeah. Like, it was the That's pretty Island. much what it is. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like, oh, there's no characters or enemies from the other games. He's weird, like, tropical versions of them. But those those tropical characters are in Galaxy. And yeah. And they are in other, some other... They're in Galaxy games. and Mario Kart cheering right. on. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, was there anything in the Nintendo Direct that uh, that you liked? Loved the fact that Series 4 of Amiibo Animal Crossing cards are coming out. <laughs> Said nobody ever. And I'm not sure why that's a thing. Well, it's because it sells really well. Does Pe- it? People love Animal Crossing. The cards for toys? Yeah, but cards... And look, look at... like, like What do they do, though? Is you know just, Pokemon cards make more, I was than about po- to more say, money than Pokemon games. Is it just the Pokemon games. cards thing? Like, it's just kids coming out and being like, I need this? Yeah, I, th- I guess so. I mean, they, they kind of yeah. do stuff and like the... You know, all you need is a few thousand diehards of that yeah. of that house arrest so game weird. where you just so just weird. design house, houses. Um, um, I'm just thinking the thing I loved the most, not loved, but the thing that piqued my curiosity the most was the fact that uh, the security camera slash tower defense game Miyamoto sh- was shown playing and demonstrating, I think, two E3s ago, is now called Star Fox Guard. And it's a Star Fox game, which I think is really interesting. And it stars Slippy the Toad. And, and Flippy. He, no, Grippy. Oh, Grippy, sorry. His uncle. Grippy, Grippy, his uncle. And they're protecting whatever the Federation is of star heroes in the Star Fox games. Goods from uh, extraterrestrials. So, h- here's the actual plot. Uh, <laughs> Did uncle, you like my hot take? Uncle Grippy um, lives in like a, on, a, on a planet or whatever. And he... Um, Just a planet. He says that he... He basically spreads rumors that he... he he's a, he's a mineral, fine mineral correct collector. Wow. Um, so he... And, and the rumor is that he, he mines the planet for these minerals. So then all these spaceships come to attack him to steal these minerals. But what he does is then defeats those spaceships and steals their minerals. That's how he has minerals. That's classic grippy though, isn't That's it? That's good fun. That's classic, classic Uncle Grippy. Now, the uh, only thing I was confused about is I found this out later. I thought it was kind of a bonus game within, what do they call Star Fox Zero. Yeah, it kind of is. But they're selling it as like a two-disc set. I think they're sold separately. Well, you know, so you, um, if you want to buy it on the eShop, you buy Star Fox Zero and Star Fox Guard separately. Right. But if you, if we, we'll be probably buying, you know, well, if no, we, we live buy, in Australia we'll, and our Wi-Fi is horrible. We'll get uh, the... Uh, we'll get the physical. The physical and that, it comes with Star Fox Guard. Okay. Guard. So, Star Fox Guard would be like a $20 game as opposed yeah. to a $69 game or something. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe, I don't You'd know. You'd want to think so. Yeah. It does look kind of like a... Apparently, I, there, are, there are 100 levels. Wow. I mean, defense. that was curious. I like that. I like seeing an idea that came out 
you know, something that was shown a few years ago. And you know when Miyamoto has an idea, he's really hell-bent on it and it's something like yeah. a really big passion. He's not ju- he's not following a trend. I got the idea for this game when I was dusting my cutlery. And it's I always thought, amazing, banal, yeah, yeah. everyday activities. <laughs> and you're like, God, you're beautiful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like I watched this game when I, he's probably at his Howard Hughes stage now, like hiding in his apartment in Kyoto with like security cameras set up, just watching people walk in. And it's probably like, I made this game as a voyeur. And I also want to um, give myself a pat on the back for making the brave decision not to imitate what Miyamoto sounds like. When Miyamoto well, sounds look, like when he when he attempts English, but I did an imitation of the uh, <laughs> translator. The translator for yeah, you did you did a very good like non-specific. Thanks, bro. My no- back's right here if you want to pat it. Ooh, it was like good. non-specific country yeah, yeah, yeah. white guy. Perfect. <laughs> it was great. Um, yeah, that was kind of something that I guess I was into. Star Fox, I'm very, not like gagging for it, but I'll pick it up day one and play it because I love the game. Yeah. I'm also, it's also one of the, it falls in the category of games that I like but suck at, like Metal Gear. Oh, really? I didn't yeah, realize. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, okay. I've just never thought, never been good at being a spaceship. I have fond memories of... Um, well, there's a bit of dichotomy here with this sentence of having suffering from chicken pox as a nine-year-old and <laughs> being extremely ill. But I'd um, been given as a get well present by my folks, Star Fox or Star Wing as it was called here yep. on Super NES and having our house completely renovated at the time. So I was in my parents' room where they had a TV relegated to their bedroom and bed because there was nowhere else for people to sleep. I think they were on blow-up mattresses and I was so sick. Roof was ripped off their room so you couldn't sleep in there at night because it was actually open to the elements and just lying in during the day. It looks like some weird post-apocalyptic scene. Me with a CRT TV and just playing like Star Wing. And just right. play- so And yeah. it was like three lives and I was one of those players where like if I died four moves into the game, opening level, I'd restart the console, go back and try to play. Like I was one of those guys who was trying to do perfect runs. Yeah. Just got so obsessed with it. Loved yeah, I'm, it. I'm okay at Star, Star Fox or Star Wing. Yeah. I'm just, uh, Star, Star Fox 64, I was never good at. Lilat Wars, as it was Lilat called. Wars, we never yeah. got the right names for it. Why the fuck it. was it called Lilat Wars? I have no idea. What's a Lilat? It's the system of the game. That's their planets. That's like, the, it's set in the Lilat system. What, well, how is that harder to come to terms with Because marketing is so stupid. Yeah. We didn't, so this will be, the first Star Fox game we got here was like the Star Fox Adventures, I think, like for using the name Star Fox. If you play that, that's a terrible game. And that was Rare's last game for Nintendo because yeah. it was Dinosaur World. It was going to be the N64's final swan song. Right. It's a huge RPG. It was basically their Zelda clone. And then it was moved. It's still a Zelda clone. Except oh, but then it was just played, reskinned yeah. for Star Fox characters. Yeah. And, they, and they have I've this other stuff. weird new language. I thought it was great. No, it's... it's it starts off, you're like, wow, this is going to be really, looks really good. It looks amazing, too. It's so bad. Oh, it's man, actually like stinks. an unplayable game. Oh, that's There sucks. are like moments in it. There's one moment that w- what made me turn it off and never put it, up, put it on again is you have to um, pick up like a barrel and, and walk up a ramp that has barrels rolling down it. Sure, like Donkey Kong. And, and miss them, but it's impossible. Yeah, okay. And uh, I, I just, I, really, I, I one of those things where I attempted it 50 times and I was like, I don't think I'm doing this wrong. Like, I think this game is just... And this isn't just you living up to, to your... Um, living up to your... I'm, I'm shit at Star Fox games. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because it wasn't a Star That's, Fox It game. is my destiny to suck at Star Fox games. I mean, games. rare. That's your... You had one job, and that's how you left your legacy at Nintendo. Oh, well. Good riddance. Um, There's no such thing as rare now, anyway. We, you know. I really... I, I'm, I've, I've, every day I contemplate buying an Xbox just so I can play the rare replay. Um, you saw what they did to Banjo-Kazooie They look like fucked up paddle pops now <laughs> yeah, They're all square and stuff Yeah but I still want to play it Unless I love that game It's none of the original Look if it makes you feel better There's no one that was around from the original Rare days anymore It's just 
They oh no, I mean, but I mean like the rare, the rare replay box. Yeah, which is like thirty rare games for thirty, yeah, no, it's 30 like bucks American or whatever. But Banjo Kazooie and Banjo Tooie on that. I never, yeah. I never finished Banjo Tooie, and I, I think they've got a really. Oh no, the, the 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 Diddy Kong Racing on 3DS is funny because they don't have Banjo and a couple of the characters who are owned That's by right. Microsoft. Damn it! Why did that happen? That really bums me out. I mean, nine eleven was hard as a kid, but when rare, <laughs> you know, when rare left Nintendo, that was your nine eleven. Well, I think it happened earlier, so I was ready for nine eleven. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, no, you know, I've experienced trauma before. It was just, it was, it was, that was, you know, that could have been, Nintendo's great, but that could have been a slight beginning of a trend. Yeah. So we've shit on uh, Nintendo a little bit this episode. But I would we just like to- love them. They're the family member who keeps disappointing us, but we yeah. keep giving well, them other chances. This week they released something really cool, which is a uh, <gasps> HD remake so of... Good. Uh, one of their least understood uh, Zelda games. Yeah, one that's never in a top three. One that's never in a, you know, the greatest it was, Nintendo games of all time. It was a time. launch game for the Wii. It was called Twilight Princess, but it was actually developed for GameCube. It was the they launch game it to for the Wii. Wii and the final game for GameCube simultaneously. It was released on both. And it looks like that's what we're going to get again with uh, the next <laughs> Zelda game. It looks like it's going to be like a Wii U's final game and NX's first. Um, but I don't know if it's going to... I mean, they're who very knows? They keep saying that it's not, but I reckon it will. Um, Levis has been burnt before Just like me Yeah uh, That's the thing I feel like I've been burnt As much if not more so than you But for yeah. some reason I, I still give them a break Every now and then I Like I don't get angry At Animal Crossing cards I'm like Oh that's just not for me I'm just like Don't do it <laughs> Focus your resources On something else um, But you know They're not taking Game designers Off games To design I don't know. cards I haven't had a look At the schematics For how Nintendo operates lately <laughs> I just hang out The front of it um, So I've been playing This Zelda remake And it is so good Like I, This is a game That I stopped playing When I started playing it On, on Wii Because I hated The slashing yeah, Sword I mean, control So much um, And I mean I, I just remember The first few hours Of this game Being like a real slog And taking so long to get to that first dungeon and it still takes you know three four hours or whatever to get to the first dungeon but it was actually really enjoyable it looks way better than it did on the wii even though like the art style is not you know it, it hasn't aged anywhere near as well as yeah we were speaking has. about this earlier and we were saying how it was kind of like such a non-necessary apology for wind waker which everyone remember the reaction when wind waker's trailer was premiered and it was like what have they done yeah. like, who's thinking about the children like why does it look like a cartoon i reckon now it's gone on to be everybody's like in top three zelda games ever totally it's, it's my favorite zelda game it's a beautiful by, zelda by game country mile it's it's an incredible game i'm still an ocarina man i think just because that was you know i was going through puberty at the time and i think that was also a big uh, coming of age moment yeah. for my life but it was almost like, oh, let's go back to quasi-realistic graphics. Oh, let's go back to setting it in Hyrule. And let's go back to base. It's like a darker adult version of Ocarina Definitely. without time travel. Yeah, yeah. Which is pretty much what it is. Yeah, absolutely. It's, very, it's interesting. It's a lot, lot of familiar notes. It's, it's, it's a very non-Nintendo move who normally do what they want. Yeah. And, and people just... have to play catch up. And then eventually five years later, they're like, that was oh, classic. you guys were great for doing that. It was a very weird Nintendo move to be like, oh, we're sorry. We'll go back. Yeah. Which they, it's like, oh, Nintendo were listening. We thought that they like literally work in earmuffs. I mean, again, the next game after that was Skyward Sword. And it was completely different to what anyone expected. So, again, it's not a terrible game. It's just like, and there are, there were a few gameplay choices in it that I know that like, I think people hated how... It was easily the most linear of all the Zelda yeah. games. And the fact there was no open world, there was open sky. Yeah. And then you dive down to really controlled. 
I know people, people didn't love that, but I feel like people would have been so much more forgiving of that if it was just regular controls instead of motion plus, motion yeah. plus, and uh, I don't know. I really hope that motion they do plus re-release made it, it too than just being a regular wiggle. I hated it, man. Like so it was one to one. I mean, it was impressive that that. But was... it still didn't really work. You had um, to like slash up to to kill the. Uh, what is it that? was the game they kind of promised. Things. It was like that was basically the game they promised with Twilight Princess right. where you saw the trailer and was like, he's moving, he's sore, but then you realized it wasn't, you know. But I'm really looking forward to playing it on a regular control. It's really, really good. Yeah, cool. And the Amiibo is cool. Um, Comes with uh, Midna and Wolf Link. Yep. And the, it does that, look sick. It's like twice the size of any other Amiibo. Yeah, it's really heavy. Yeah. Um, but the um, if you scan it, it immediately unlocks a, a new dungeon, which I haven't played yet. But I think it's a wolf-centric dungeon. I think you are Wolf Link in cool. it. But, but I'm not sure where it fits in story-wise. Like, can you go to it anytime? You can go to it anytime. Okay, yeah. cool. And it just pops up on your map. It's like when you when you pause the menu and then scan the Amiibo, you can go do this thing. That's great. But, you know what else? Is, this is like a really subtle, weird, cool thing. Um, when you start the game yeah. um, and the, you see the cinematic of like, you know, Link, Him on the horse. Link and the horse and the bridge. Yeah. Um, um, uh, instead of like going like A, select game, yeah. Which game you can just scan your amiibo and then it just opens your game straight away. Oh wow! I know it's such a weird, dumb thing to be excited about, but it it you know it saves you seconds and it's yeah a cooler way of doing it. Than Look, like I'm curious to see if the amiibo will um carry over to NX. I think they will. Oh, the no, amiibo is like at the Nintendo's only big success of the last few years. Yeah, man. I mean now I've got two. I'm kind of getting it now. Yeah, I've got. I think I. I think I just hit twenty amiibo. Do you buy them based on characters? Like you're like, I love that character, therefore I want it. Or do you uh, buy them for other reasons? I bought Zelda was one of the first game. I bought Zelda because um, in Twilight Princess, if you scan Zelda, she just refills all your hearts once a day. I read today. Once a day? Oh she shit! I thought it was just whenever the fuck no, you want. It's once a day. Oh, that sucks. Why did I buy Zelda? It was seventeen dollars. Fuck. <laughs> Where do you get where do you get them from? Like, are you a guy that gets them online? Or do do they sell them regularly? I know some are rare. Yeah, What's everywhere does. Like, no, like you can get them at EB or Big W. But wasn't there like when they came out? Wasn't it like a weird shortage? And they'll be like, oh, you can't get yeah, this one everywhere in the world except Australia. Australia has always been able to get every single <laughs> it's so amiibo. Weird. It's so bizarre. Um, yeah. Uh, What's your favorite one? I don't know. I, I love. Um, I bought the the Shovel Knight amiibo, which is um like sure. the, the first independently made. Is that rare amiibo? Hard to get. That was hard to get. I had to order that one and pay a bit more for it. But it's really really nice and it's just cool. I don't it's know. Shovel Knight, baby. Shovel Knight's the best. Um, I really like um Meta Knight from the Kirby yeah. franchise. Yeah, yeah. These big ass wings. Um, I just like any of the weird big ones that because I've never been a statue dude, but I like that these are kind of like the uh, the statue ish. But they're toy. Like I let my son, who's two, just kind of play with them and throw them in his mouth and blah blah. I love Mega Man. I don't know. I just love getting having all these. They're iconic characters. I know, it's and cool like seeing like an official Nintendo, and like paying product. fifteen to twenty dollars for for like a like for like a an Olimar from Pikmin. I'm totally okay with that because when the fuck else would I buy an yeah, Olimar? You'd toy? pay thirty dollars for an Olimar action figure. Yeah, you're exactly. in a weird Japan Japanese like video game store overseas. Yeah. You'd be like, of course I need this. But then you're like, you know, I'm I. I I'm not going to pay $15 for a Mario, even though I did. I think so. the fact that hopefully the information on them lasts, you know, several consoles is pretty cool. Yeah. Like, but I it started can, to it come around. Only, I know it can only save anti. data from one game at a time, though, which is, okay. di- which is a, bit, a bit weird. Yeah. No, I'm into it. I think some are really pretty and, you know, look pretty sick. Yeah. It's that Wolf Link one. I can't stop looking at it right now. Like, I'm just like, damn, there's some craftsmanship that went into that. I mean, you know, they should make the boat from 
you know, Red Lion from Wind Waker. I'd be all up in that. I love yeah, that. Absolutely, that'd yeah. be sick. Toon Link's a really good one. And actually, you know, I've already said Olimar is amazing because he comes with three Pikmin, right? Three Pikmin, and also his like space helmet, helmet is like this see-through thing with a little bobble out the top. It's very what good. are those crazy little punks? The Splatoon kids like. They're really good figures, actually. Yeah. They might be probably the best made figures because the um, it's got the backpack the, with the clear. Yeah, and yeah, and like there are the there's like all these big splotches of ink all over the um, cool. the ground. Yeah, it's good. This is a very dangerous conversation for me. <laughs> Spend more money, Angus. That money you don't have. Yeah, get just, rid of it, man. Yeah, I, you know I don't need to keep this cat alive. <laughs> it's about time she made me money. Um, cool. So that's about it for Hey Fam this week. Yeah, that's, I mean, um, you know, well, let's, 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 we're running it, on fumes. We just did a huge shoot today and we're kind of like, this is as hey fam as it's getting for a while. Yeah, we did an hour. That's pretty good. Yeah. In, in summation, um, Ghostbusters, give it a chance. Yeah, uh, Nintendo, a um, why do we keep giving them a chance? <laughs> um, and then, hey fam, potential TV show. Hey, network, we did it for. Give us a chance. Give us a chance. Yeah, yeah. Mupid Rodok, if you're listening to this after your great wedding to Jerry Hall, <laughs> just give us a chance. Um, you can find Angus online at Chimichangus on Twitter, Instagram. I'm at Levdog, L-E-V-D-A-W-G on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find HeyFam at Facebook.com slash HeyFamPodcast. Or please send us an email with things that you would like us to talk about in the future. Yeah, We want to do a cool mailbag se- segment, man. Yeah, we tried kicking it off, but uh, we kind of read... We chastise somebody's request. Yeah, to talk I promise about music. we won't rip on you. Um, HeyFanPodcast at gmail.com. Our, um, our new rivals, you know what? We had a great lot of fun when we said that our rivals were the Blank Slate Movie Podcast. We got but new you rivals? know who won out of that? I think they won out of that because every single one of the reviews yeah. on our iTunes is now like saying, hey, thanks to, for getting us into Blank Slate. So uh, I think we should now set our sights on um, our friend Tommy Dassler's podcast. With Ben Vanell and Adam Knox, the filthy, filthy casuals. casuals. Um, hey, fuck you, Melbourne shitbags! Shit. You couldn't even play a game if it was free. Fuckface. That makes a lot of sense, and I can't wait for them to dissect that. Um, hopefully, one of them listens to this and shoots back because that was a lot of fun doing that with Blank Slate. Yeah, I mean, look, I wouldn't count on it. But if someone from Blank Slate's listening and just wants to shoot back, but not at us, at Filthy Casuals, we'll air your dirty laundry. Uh, that's what we do yeah, best that's, Yeah, that's what HeyFam's for laundry One-stop shop for laundry airing Thank you so much for listening <laughs> Unless you are one of the creators of Filthy Casuals Wow Because I can't believe I'm just sitting back and letting this happen You're dirt Just letting this happen You're worms in the dirt It's just extremely rude and unfounded But also, I love rivalry You're worms Armageddon for iPad Yeah, the big one You need to use all your hands <laughs> I'm to let those missiles go off. He's Angus. You've just been hay famed. Bye, fam. Hey! Bam! 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 Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code presson25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Presson Falsies. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 